people who believe stress is affecting their lives a lot um, have a double the risk of chance of dying from a heart attack. What's up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Fireground Fitness Podcast, where we talk about all things pertaining to life on and off the fireground. The views and the opinions expressed are those of your host and the guests. Today, I have the pleasure of sitting down with Blake Richardson and Elazar Tonev, two young entrepreneurs who are working on a product that is designed to help the health and wellness of firefighters. That's all I'm going to say about that for now. I want you to listen in. You're going to enjoy this. There's some great content here. and These guys are hooking and jabbing and doing some great stuff for firefighters. Enjoy. So I have the pleasure of being on the on the hook today with Blake and Elzar, and um, we're going to talk about the product that they're bringing to market called Ease Alert. And uh, but before we do that, I want I want them to introduce themselves and share a little bit about uh, where they come from and what they're what they're all about. So Blake Elzar, uh, tell me, t- give us a little bit of rundown on who you guys are. Sure, I'll start it off. So this is Blake here, and um, I was born in Washington State. I moved to Florida at a very young age. Grew up there for the rest of my life um, so far to this point. And my dad has been a firefighter for as long as I can remember. Um, he started off as a teacher, became a firefighter um, when I was probably eight or so. Um, and Ease Alert came about as a result of seeing my dad at work as a firefighter. Um, so I'd see him coming home from work pretty stressed and worn out after each shift. And I was trying to figure out a way to make it a little bit less stressful um, and that's where Ease Alert came to be. I was having a conversation with my mom and I said, what if we just put a wristband on there on each on-duty firefighter that would kind of prepare them for the tones? And we thought, okay, it's a good idea. Didn't act on it until much later. Um, it was actually an entrepreneurship course in college that I happened to get into. It wasn't in my major and um, it wasn't qualified as an elective for, for my major, but somehow uh, fate, fate kind of let it happen. So I was able to take that course and we pitched Ease Alert uh, during the class. We had a, an assignment where you had to bring an idea to class and the top you know, three or five ideas would continue on throughout the class and you develop that idea. So I came to class not wanting to pitch the firefighter pre-alert system. Um, my naive self thought all these students would take it and run with it and I'd never be able to do it. And so um, I held off and pitched two ideas. Both were turned down. Pitched a third idea, turned down. I said, okay, okay, everybody wait. What do you think of this? And uh, got a little bit of traction, and that became one of the ideas. Um, and the long-winded answer to that is uh, we kind of um, – that was the, the beginning of, of Ease Alert. And I ended up pitching it in an uh, entrepreneurship competition against Elazar, and that's how we met. Um, and so, Elazar, you take it away and kind of how we got sure. here. Yeah, so uh, this is Elazar. Um, my background kind of stems from um, high school education where I was fortunate to be a part of some uh, associations which were focused on like engineering. I always had an obsession with building things. And as a result of that, and you know, some courses I was taking in high school, um, a few of my classmates and I thought it'd be a great idea to start a product development company um, as we entered into college. Really didn't know what business was and you know all the things that we would um, encounter, but we said, it's a good idea. We like building stuff, so let's build stuff for people and help inventions come to life. So we jumped into college, all studying engineering, um, and we've been fortunate throughout college to build that business into a successful one um, now that we've um, all, all but one graduated. <clears throat> and so you know during that time, uh, we were in a pitch competition similar to Blake, and you know that's where Blake and I were competing against each other. We were I was pitching a different product, and he was pitching Ease Alert. Um, unfortunately, I did lose to Blake, so he'll never let that one down. 
Um, but um, from that competition, we were able to connect afterwards. We really liked, you know, kind of the, the connection we had. He needed a prototype made. He needed some help with like the manufacturing, et cetera. So after a couple of months of just working with each other, helping each other out, um, I decided, you know, to, to, to make that uh, partnership formal. And so afterwards, we, we partnered in EaseAlert. And since we've been chasing the dream to create these uh, wearables and these pre-alerting system for firefighters. Nice. Is, is the, uh, the idea that, that came in second fiddle, did that get shelved forever? Pardon? The, 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 the uh, idea that you had in the competition that you pitched, did it get shelved forever? Uh, yeah, it's, it's shelved. It, it brings up bad memories. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, we ended up not pursuing it. It just wasn't uh, wasn't the right timing. It required a lot more um, engineering than we had initially anticipated, but it, was, it had a good run while it lasted. So. Yeah. It impressed me. Uh, I, I <laughs> take it for sure, Rain, and somehow uh, got lucky, but it's, it's a pretty cool product they got going. Nice. Well, Blake, I, I was going to say, you caused me to think when you're talking about um, your dad coming home exhausted and... And, uh, and then you and your mom hatching an idea. And I was like, Hmm, interesting that, you know, I could see him coming home and just being beat down. And you guys are like, we've got to fix this. This is a problem, <laughs> not for his health or longevity, but just for the total wellness of the family. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's, that's a bit dramatized that story. Um, it's, you know, he wasn't, you know, sitting there worn out on the couch. It was more just kind of noticing he was, he was pretty worked you know, worn down. And, and that's just kind of the nature of being a firefighter, as you know, and everybody else in the fire service knows it takes a toll. Um, firefighters will not admit it. Uh, he wouldn't admit it either, my dad. But, you know, it's it takes a toll on you. And my mom and I, she, she's always been entrepreneur, entrepreneurial um, and coming up with ideas and always giving me ideas. And so we like to bounce ideas off of each other. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely how it came about. The uh, wellness of the entire family is something that is really important to me. Obviously, from my perspective, that's kind of how I see it um, as the son of a firefighter. Um, so that's that's what we're trying to do with these alert is not we're not trying to put a wristband on a firefighter. We're trying to reduce stress and improve efficiency for firefighters, both on and off duty, um, improving their overall quality of life at home and at work. OK, so. um so tell well tell me a little bit more about that. How what exactly does EaseAlert do, and how does that achieve those objectives? So on the product side, it is a wearable device that we give to each firefighter um, who's on duty. And how it works is when a tone comes into the station, when a dispatch is received, the wristband will vibrate before the tones go off. So we give the firefighters a preparatory alert to say, "Hey, the tone's about to go off. Whether you are asleep." You know, you come out of a deep sleep into a lighter sleep. It makes it less jarring on your body, um, less of a physiological impact. Um, or you're in the shower, cut the shower off. If you're working with loud equipment, turn everything off, mowing the lawn, whatever it might be. So we give you that preparatory alert. It's a pre-alert to say, hey, the tones are going to go off. And then they're able to respond to the emergency. That's the, the basic system um, we're working from, kind of our base product. And as far as helping firefighters outside of that, improving the total quality of life. Um, we've partnered with the Second Alarm Project based out of Northwest Florida. Um, Dr. Kelly O'Dare with that organization is working really hard to provide a whole toolkit of uh, resources and tools for firefighters um, to improve their behavioral health, their mental health, um, talk about things that are hard to talk about. And so we're working with her and her team to kind of bring those tools to firefighters as well. But um, another thing is our featured firefighters portion of the of EaseAlert. 
what we do there is um, we interview one firefighter per week who's been nominated by his or her peers to tell their story um, and honor them and recognize them based upon excellence um, in their character and their service throughout their career. Um, so that helps us by, or that helps firefighters by one, you know, sharing a firefighter story who deserves to be shared, but also other firefighters can read those stories and benefit from them. Um, and I'm going to go just on a tangent real quick here. This is something I'm pretty passionate about is one of the stories that we posted, um, was on a firefighter who is a peer, peer support mentor. Mm-hmm. And he asked me to put his phone number at the bottom of the story. So we did that. Um, and his story got, you know, passed around by one person to the next person and ended up, uh, there was a firefighter in a completely different state who read that story, read his story and, um, was really struggling with some, uh, traumatic stress issues from, uh, work on duty as a firefighter. Yeah. So that firefighter who was struggling reached out to the firefighter who we wrote the article on and said, Hey, I just need some help. You know, what tools do, can I use? Who can I go to? And so the featured firefighter we, are, we interviewed was able to direct that person to some resources that were regional um, and take care of them. And that's the sort of impact we're trying to make is bring everybody together, provide resources and just help and talk with firefighters um, through any issues they're dealing with. Mm. So I love that there's kind of a, I mean, obviously a philanthropic component here, right? Um and, and tying guys into the mental wellness piece of it, like the whole, the whole health, like the way I've framed it in my mind is the, the idea of total wellness, right? So you can't be just focused on physical fitness. You can't, you know, you can't just focus on your brain. You got to put all those packages together, you know, your spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical wellness is all important. Um, cause if it, if you take away any leg of that stool, it falls over. Right. And, um, it's, uh, it's important to focus on all that. So I have a, I have a question for you here. So, so have you guys, when you talk about the, the wellness uh, of the product and how it actually helps people's physicality, right? So what have how are you measuring that and how are you guys gathering data on that, if any? So I think, you know, to, to answer that question, uh, Blake can go into a little bit of the research portion of how we kind of identified what, uh, what benefits a pre-alert might offer, um, from, you know, some that's been done in the past year specifically with regarding firefighters. And I can talk a little bit more about how we intend to, you know, kind of capitalize on that and make sure that you know, we're able to hit those, those points. So. So as far as the scientific uh, backing to why a pre-alert will help firefighters, we, we started with, in general, how does stress affect people? And we found a study by the European Society of Cardiology that found that people who believe stress is affecting their lives a lot um, have a double the risk of chance of dying from a heart attack. Um, and then those who... Hold on, um, Blake, say, that, say that one more time. So people who believe it or people who are experiencing it, say that one more time. People who believe that stress is affecting their health, and the quote is a lot or extremely, okay. a double risk of a heart attack compared to people who did not believe that stress was having a significant effect on their health. Okay. So um, that was one study that kind of piqued our interest, and we said, okay, so just the perception of stress, just believing that stress affects you extremely or a lot um, can actually have an effect on your physical well-being. Interesting. Um, yeah, so so that was one study there that we found um, that gave us some encouraging motivation to say, even if we're just perceived, if, if we're reducing the perceived stress in firefighters, we're creating an impact that can actually save lives. And so we went from there um, and found some more support on that end. So 
as far as sleep, um, that's another big factor that we're tying into with Ease Alert. Um, the a Mayo Clinic study found that people who sleep less than six hours are about twice as likely to have a stroke or heart attack yeah. than those who sleep six to eight hours. Um, and this is stuff that, you know, it's kind of common sense, right? If yep. you're sleeping, you're not sleeping, if you're stressed all the time, you're not going to do well. But having the scientific backing was enough for us to say, okay, this is a significant issue that we can actually fix. Um, and diving into firefighter LODDs, which I didn't know much about before. Well, hold, hold on real sick. I want to, I want to throw something at you real quick. It's, there's interestingly, as you're talking about the, um, the perception, I have some anecdotal evidence I want to throw at you. So, uh, in parts of my jurisdiction, incredibly busy. And interestingly, there are dudes there, dudes and dudettes who are running the wheels off those trucks. And yet they come off duty after doing stand-up 24s and they'll work overtime or side jobs or whatever. And they don't show any apparent wear. And it's interesting in those, cause those are the folks who have the most positive attitudes and um, they're like, no, nah, bring it. I love work. This is fantastic. And so it's interesting to me kind of anecdotally that you see their, their disposition is, is cheerful and happy and they don't appear to be affected by stress, the, the physical stress of the job. It's kind of surprising to me. So it kind of just speaks to that data. I thought that was interesting. And, yeah, I, I yeah. Appreciate and then the folks and the folks who are miserable and who hate work, uh, you know, when they get less than six hours of sleep, <laughs> they're miserable and they're, yeah. and they're completely dragging through their next day. It's interesting. I've just, that's just been my observation. So I think that's kind of speaks to that data. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's so true. And, and I appreciate you sharing that story. And like I said, it, we see this around us all the time. Mm. If you know, the positive mental attitude is so important and it's becoming um, more understood, um, especially in the fire service, uh, an industry that is resistant to change, you know? Um, and, and that's something that we've, we've come in at a good time where, people are understanding like, okay, it does matter to have a good positive outlook on the situation. It does matter to have a, you know, good spiritual well-being, like you said. And those are things that weren't talked about 10 years ago in the fire service. So right. we're fortunate to come in at a time now where people are starting to realize that, you know, that is important to, to take into account. Yeah. Well, there's only so many things that you can control in your day and the, and the way that you react or respond to or I should say you should be responding rather than reacting to things that happen in your life. Because if you just if you just let yourself react, it's going to be an emotional and oftentimes destructive. Um, but if you take a moment and respond and say, I have a decision to make here, you can choose to be miserable or you can choose to look at it through a, uh, a you know, a happy lens. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And if you're if you're running, if you work on a busy station, and you're working on a busy truck, uh, the calls are going to come. They're going to keep coming. And that's something you cannot control. But your mm. your uh, the way that you uh, receive those calls and the way that you provide service and go out and do your job that's what you can control. Yeah, for sure. Barring for sure. you know mental health problems or, or illness, if you will. Sure. So, mm. but anyways, I want to put you back on track. So you you started to talk about line of duty deaths, and that's really interesting. I want you to talk about that. Well, yeah, you know that's something that I wasn't really aware of. Um, even with my dad being a firefighter for most of my life, I didn't really understand that firefighters are dying more from heart attacks than they are from, you know, being in a fire or being in a vehicle accident. That was something that I just didn't know. I was kind of unaware of that. And so once I realized that, that cardiovascular, sudden cardiac death is the leading cause of death in firefighters, um, I knew, okay, this is a real issue. It's not just 
to make my dad less stressed. It's actually, we need to get in here and start saving firefighters lives. Um, and so digging a little bit deeper, we found a study um, by the United States Fire Administration that said um, noise is a causative factor in stress-related illnesses. That includes hypertension, ulcers, um, and neurological disorders. So then we know, okay, it's we can directly tie this to the alarm at the station. You know, just the noise in, in and of itself can trigger a startle response. Um, and I'm sure you felt that where the bells go and all of a sudden you got the adrenaline pumping, your blood pressure's up, you know, the, you're sweating, you're hot. Um, that's all con- what they call the startle response. And so another study following that up um, showed that the you can get small um, but significant decreases in the amount of tachycardia response to station alerting just by changing the alerting process. Right. And so we've seen that with some of the uh, ramp up alerting systems that are being provided throughout the fire uh, service. Yeah. Um, and the alerting, ramp up alerting systems are great. You know, it's um, really helpful for the firefighters. The problem is it's pretty cost prohibitive. Uh, it's really expensive to outfit an entire department with these ramp up systems. So mm-hmm. where EaseAlert comes in is, is we're offering a product that's not cost prohibitive um, and it delivers a tactile pre-alert, which taps into a completely different sense, which has never been provided to firefighters when they're being dispatched. So um, that's why, you know, we, like I said, we're fortunate to come in at a time where people are realizing we need to have different ways to alert. Um, also fortunate to, to be in the right place with, you know, Elzar and I being able to kind of put our heads together on this project. Um, so we're, we're excited moving forward, um, you know, being able to get this pre-alerting system to firefighters as soon as possible and, and start reducing stress uh, and improving efficiency too. Yeah. So the I can tell you, in during the course of my career, so I've been on the job now for just over, just under 23 years, just over 22, and um, in the course of my career, I've seen a change in our agency where we just had the lights pop on and every light in the station would come on and it'd be a, a, an audible clunk from the electrical cabinet as it hit the power to the station and then you'd hear a huge tone, boop, would drop, and followed by the, the voice of the dispatcher. And depending on where you were in your sleep cycle or where you were in your day, um, it's a uh, it's quite the charge, right? It like it it shocks the system, um, which is what you're talking about. And the what we've changed to now is I, I guess you're calling it a ramp up system. I um, I didn't know it had a name. I'll be honest. <laughs> and and so um, our you know now we have instead of all the station lights coming on, you get like a in the bunk room you get a like a red LED light that comes on like you're in a submarine in the dark, you know, kind of thing. This little glowing red light comes on and then the tone, you can adjust the volume of the tone uh, in your given quarters um, so that if you're a light sleeper, you can turn it down or if you're a heavy sleeper, you can turn it up. So it's a, it, you can have a little bit of customization to that tone drop and then the tones are just a little bit more subtle. Mm -hmm. So this is what you're talking about, right? And, um, and so with the ease alert, we're talking about, but kind of like a um, like a wristband, like a wristwatch type of situation, right? And yeah, and so it. How have you guys? How are people receiving this? Well, for, here's here's actually here's my big question: How the heck does that work, right? So how is it to, turned in tuned in to the station package so that I get alerted when my truck drops? Yeah, definitely. Um, so without going into too much detail, um, you know, it's we're really just tapping into the the fire station itself, um, and that has a communication line um, which can vary between stations uh, between the dispatcher and the station. And so 
what it allows us to do is kind of intercept the tone will stay um, and essentially, you know, kind of beat it um, to being um, till we can eh, intercept the tone and thus beat it before it actually drops in the stations and all the lights, et cetera, kind of go off. Okay. Um, and so that's kind of like how we get the alert. And then what we do with that information and what we do with that kind of trigger is we have a wearable. It's a very similar to, you know, Fitbit or an Apple watch, a little bit smaller and sleeker and doesn't have all the fancy, you know, gizmos and gadgets on it. Right. Um, and its sole purpose is to just, you know, turn on a, a, um, a vibrating motor that's, you know, inside of the wearable and it just, uh, pulsates, which can be programmed or custom to, you know, what a firefighter might like, whether it's a harder vibration, whether it's a softer vibration. Um, <clears throat> and really the purpose of the wearables is to specifically be focused on that pre-alert. They're very durable. They've been designed that way to, you know, withstand, um, you know, what a firefighter might put it through. Um, we've been told many times that if a firefighter can break it, they will. And so we, we <laughs> set out to kind of disprove that um, with our product. And so it's been, it's, you know, it's fully waterproof. Um, has some really neat um, charging features and, you know, programming capabilities um, that that's its current state as to what we've been doing some testing with at some stations. Okay. So the way, what I thought I heard you say was it's kind of tuned into the station. So is it, um, so, so technically if I'm out on the, if we're out training or if I'm out on the road or we're out somewhere else, it's not going to pick up that signal. It's not going to, not going to work. Right. So, we actually can provide signal wherever you are um, by tapping into the MDT, the mobile data terminal oh, okay. on apparatus. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's how we'll be able to, to get it to you wherever you are. And one thing that I, we're, is really important to us is we're not changing the dispatching process and we're not, right. we're not delaying anything about it. All we're doing is adding our pre-alert to enhance the current alerting system. So if, if you've got a klaxon alarm system where that's going to you know jar you out of bed, we're not here to change that. We're here to provide a pre-alert to make that a little bit less stressful, um, but we're not going to change your tones, your alerting process, or anything like that. And the reason for that is, you know, that's that's a big headache for the administration, um, and it, it also creates a lot of liability if if we're the only product that's going to be, you know, providing that alert. So we're able to just kind of let you keep your own system how it is. We're just going to enhance it, take it to the next level, and make it a little bit less stressful, and make it a little bit more efficient. Nice. So, so let's say I'm sitting in the station, eating chow, hanging out. How how soon before the tones drop am I going to get vibrated or alerted? Yeah. <laughs> that's a great question. And to answer it, it, it does vary between the station um, and the range, you know, where the, the main dispatch center is and how far the station is, et cetera. So we've kind of put a time a timer of about five to 30 seconds. And um, that's kind of the, the range we've been working with thus far. Um, in the future, we're you know aiming to maybe do some predictive stuff, which might allow us to get you know closer to the minute range. But a safe you know kind of range we've established here is five to thirty seconds before the tones drop. Hmm. Interesting. So that that seems like a sufficient amount of time to me. I'm you know I guess if I'm in a dead sleep, um, have you where so have you guys been doing field testing with this now, and and are you seeing the how are you seeing it being used and the results? Yeah, this is Blake here again. Um, we have been field testing with the department, um, actually the department my dad works at, and we've oh, gotten some. You good got an in there? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I know a guy. Um, but you know, actually, all jokes aside, that's that's really been helpful to us to get into the fire service. It's such a tight knit industry. Yeah, um, it's hard to get in, but once you're in, you're in. That's the good news. 
Um, so that's where we started with my dad's department. And we've branched out to several other departments since then. Um, we've got what we're calling an early adopter list. And these are departments whose fire chief has said, we would like to test or purchase Easy Alert when the product is ready. Um, so we've been very pleased with the feedback from both the station, my da- the, the department my dad works at, um, and also other uh, fire chiefs and um, personnel from other departments across the country, um, which has been really exciting for us. No, that's really cool. So what's the... Um... What's the general consensus from folks that are that are trying it out? Right now, they're they're telling us that it only improves their learning process. So, um, some firefighters say they have a hard time getting up, or they they're worried they may miss a call in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and that provides that layer of comfort to say, "All right, there's another there's a redundant alert that's going to help me get up." So that's some feedback that's been really helpful for us. Um, and then some other uh, feedback is. Um, the department my dad works at, they have a marine rescue unit. So they have guys who are training their swimming every day. Um, and when they're swimming, obviously you can't have your radio on you and there's no way to know you're getting toned out. So when they have ease alert on, um, they're able to get that tone while being underwater. And that's something that, you know, just was not possible before. So that's been really good too. And just a lot of stuff that we didn't think about when, when we first put this idea together, um, it's been kind of like a snowball effect of, all right, here's some good feedback. Let's build upon that. Oh, here's another nugget of good feedback. Let's build upon that. Um, so as far as negative feedback, um, you know, the, the first version we started with, it was big, um, kind of bulky. And so they had, you know, some complaints about that, like, Hey, make this smaller. Um, the battery life, they said, Hey, we need it to be more than 24 hours. What if we have overtime? Okay. So we made it a uh, 50 hour battery life. Um, the range, they said, um, give us a little bit more range. You know, if they're out in the yard mowing the lawn, they couldn't get the signal with our prior system. So now, um, we've what tripled the range. Yeah. It's about uh, 200 yards. Yeah. So the range is a lot better. Um, the waterproofing was the biggest thing we thought. Or I, I guess as you said, when I when I first thought of this, I was like, man, we got to make this fireproof. They're going to be in fires, all this <laughs> stuff. And I realized, okay, they got bunker gear. They wear watches in the firefighters. They were they were watches in the fires as it is. Right. Um, so the thing is, sweat protect it from sweat. Let yeah. us wear it in the shower. Let us wear it when we're doing marine rescue training. Um, so we had to make it completely waterproof. Uh, we've been able to do that. So huh. that negative feedback is important too. Um, the the constructive criticism. Uh, firefighters are not afraid to uh, speak what's on their mind, well, which is benefit. I would say sure. one, one of the things that we're really, really good at is identifying problems, right? That's, yeah. what we, that's what we do for a living is look at problems and kind of try to understand the problem and how to fix it. So we're certainly good at identifying problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what we tell them all. We, we say, you know, you're not going to hurt our feelings. We're not here to, to get pumped up. We, we need to know the truth because, right. you know, this product, it, it's a reflection of what you want as a firefighter. So that's, that's really been helpful for us. So, so this might be, um, I don't know if you guys have headed down this path yet, but are you guys looking at doing data collection on kind of the, the efficacy of waking someone up shortly ahead of the alarm, like, and measuring that data in any way, looking at the, the kind of long-term health effects and stuff like that? Yeah, actually. So we're working on incorporating some data collection. This is Blake again here, uh, some data collection capabilities in the wearable uh, itself. And that's going to allow us to know um, how effective our product is, you know, um, whether it was uh, triggered every time a tone came in or whether wearable number 
you know, three didn't vibrate, but all the rest did. So that sort of thing is important for our sake. And as far as tracking its effectiveness and efficacy with firefighters, we've been speaking with uh, several researching professionals um, in this space to see kind of how we can conduct a study on this. Um, and there are, are several doctors who are interested in pursuing a study uh, with ease alert. And um, so, so that's something that we'll kind of bridge once the time is right for us. It's about getting on the firefighters wrists and reducing stress as, as soon as possible. The study behind it is, is great. Sure. Um, but that, that'll follow suit. Um, so once we're kind of in the market, we've established ourselves. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll kind of touch base with those doctors again and say, Hey, we're ready. Um, so that we'll do some sort of sleep study to see uh, a pre and post, of how firefighters are handling it. Um, we'll get a lot of qualitative data. That's what we're doing right now. Yeah. We issue a survey before and after. Um, and then the quantitative data, we're really going to lean on those researching professionals. Um, that's not our area of expertise. <laughs> um, but, you know, there are people who are really good at that and, and we've been in touch with them. So that's yeah. something we're interested in. But like I said, the, the priority is just getting the firefighters and, and actually having that stress reduction as soon as possible. Yeah. I think there's a, I mean, there's obviously, you know, when we talked about this earlier, the idea that if you have a, a better sense of wellness and you're like, no, no, and you're at positive attitude and you're, you're feeling better about your sleep and the way you're getting woken up, that in of itself has um, some net benefits. Right. And, um, and obviously doing some long range health and, and true medical evaluations of people is a much more broad uh, stroke. But of course, what we're trying to, you know, I say we, what you're trying to accomplish is, uh, you know, better wellness for firefighters more broadly. And uh, measuring that would certainly be helpful uh, to being able to demonstrate the, the true, you know, efficacy of the product. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I think it's great, man. I, th I, I I'm, <clears throat> I'm trying to think of things that would be, you know, why would firefighters be resistant to this? Um, if at all. And, you know, is it, uh, obviously if I'm, if I'm Joe firefighter, uh, in, you know, any town USA, I can't do this by myself, right? My agency has to get on board. Zach, am I understanding that right? Is there... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's a department purchase. Um, we'll go through the municipality that the fire department works within. Mm -hmm. Um, so it won't be the fire, the individual firefighter is not paying for anything. Um, it's just on the department level. Right. Yeah. Right. Cause you're engaging with the dispatch system in some, in, in, in a way. So it has to be, uh, approved by the organization at large. That makes good sense. Exactly. Right on. Well, the, um, so what's your guys's, uh, what's your guys's timetable for getting this out to the, uh, getting this out to the world? Are we ready, yeah, are we so ready to go to market yet? <laughs> the world, it's a, about next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so right now we've we've developed the the most recent version of of the wearable and we're wrapping up some internal testing just to you know quality control stuff making sure that you know they charge properly they recharge they hold their battery life they're waterproof etc. Um and so next week we're actually launching the 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 test uh we'll call it the second test at Fernandina um Beach with the newest wearables and then shortly after. Um, we'll be partnering or we've been working with the Alachua County um, Fire Department um, and we'll begin testing there as well. So the, the newest wearables will be starting to be used next week. And then we're going to gather some data in terms of, you know, what the firefighters think of the, the latest and greatest, any tweaks we might need to make. 
but what we see, you know, is very minor changes. And so we've began to work with our production um, and our supply chain in order to start, you know, getting these produced at scale. Um, so, you know, at the turn of the of the of the new year, we'll be, you know, looking to partner with more of those um, early adopters that Blake mentioned and start outfitting those stations um, to get, a, you know, a larger data set of, you know, testing. And then from there, we'll, you know, continue to expand um, as we get more interest. Nice. Well, Rain, I got a question for you. This is something I, I like to get feedback from whenever I can. And you mentioned uh, pushback from firefighters. Mm-hmm. And one thing we're concerned about is collecting data and getting pushback on that. If you're Joe Firefighter and we say this wristband tracks, let's say, heart rate, um, are you going to uh, be opposed to that? Or do you know that many firefighters will or will not? What do you think about that? That's an interesting question. I think that um, if we, if you were to tie it to an app – right? For something where, where you're getting biofeedback and stuff like that. Um, you know, people are already doing Fitbits or using their, their Apple products and capturing certain data like that. So, uh, my thought would be, it would, it would absolutely add, uh, add value, um, to the individual user for sure. Great. Um, you know, and, and, and more broadly, is there a way to capture, uh, data that can, uh, help with the, kind of measuring of product fidelity, right? So when you look at um, resting heart rate, if you're actually capturing heart rate data and we see the pre-alert goes off and we know that, oh, their heart rate only went up 10 beats versus, you know, without it, without the actual pre-alert and their heart rate, when the tones drop, jumps 100 beats, right? That's a truly remarkable measure. And so collecting that data uh, in the easiest way possible would be super handy. Yeah, that's a great point you bring up. And that's something that we would dive into with uh, one of those researching doctors. Yeah. We would look um, heart rate variability is a big right. metric. Um, so that's something we've been really interested in. Um, and we could incorporate that. It's just a matter of uh, we want to get onto the market with the least amount of friction possible. Mm-hmm. So that's something that some firefighters are opposed to. I'm glad to hear you're not opposed to it because I think there are some really great benefits to that. Um, of course, we would keep it completely anonymous, but there are certain things like we'd give certain authorized personnel the ability to track maybe in real time, something like that. Those are our, our visions for it, um, but that's kind of where we're at. So I, I appreciate your feedback there. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting way to use it, right? Because I think people are doing that already. And if we talk about like heart rate variability is something that people don't pay a whole lot of attention to uh, because it's probably hard to kind of to understand its true application in the world and and for each individual, um, some are obviously more engaged in their health and wellness than others. And so if you're going to measure heart rate variability, and that's a really interesting data point that people can incorporate into their daily life. So uh, instead of having multiple apparatus that they're strapping to their bodies, if they were able to do it with one, um, that'd be super handy. And if I, for me personally, if I was wearing that and I was measuring my heart rate variability and looking at my my response to calls, that would be tremendous feedback for me as an individual, mm-hmm. you know, Definitely. and, uh, I, I would appreciate that. So great. Yeah, great. No, I think that's a good, that's a good piece. You know, when I think about firefighters pushing back, it's, you know, we, you know, we say this all the time, but we, you know, firefighters hate two things, right? Change and the way it is. So <laughs> adding in a new thing always creates questions and, sometimes consternation, right? So, um, but when we're talking about improving people's health and wellness, I think there's a, there's an absolutely, uh, an ability for us to say, 
we can help you be uh, more healthy, help you live longer, spend more time with your grandchildren when they get here, you know, better quality time with your family now, etc. So those are important, um, important qualities of life that matter. And uh, people need to just start recognizing that it's important to pay attention to that stuff and, and then pay attention and find the ways to do that. So yeah, no doubt, no doubt that, you know, the firefighters hate change and the way things are. Um, I think that's, that's something that, you know, it's definitely been the way of the fire service for a long time. Um, but like you said, you know, this is something that we're realizing is very important. Um, and, you know, we realize that these sorts of things, they do have an impact. And putting it in terms of spending time with your grandchildren or spending time with your kids, um, I, I think, you know, just the timing part of this is, is really important. And we're coming in at a, at a point where people are realizing it. So that's, that's the good news. That's working to our advantage. Um, and you know, your mission and what you're doing and educating the fire service is really important. So, you know, I thank you for all the work you're doing too. Oh gosh, my, it's my pleasure. (laughs) It's, uh, I, I get a, I get a kick out of it and I really appreciate, um, you know, the, the fact that you guys are, are thinking about how to make first responders, safer and healthier, specifically firefighters, right? That's near and dear to my heart, of course. And, um, you know, appreciate the direction you guys are headed and, um, you know, hope that you're able to, to refine this and, and get it into as many people's hands as, as needed for sure. Yeah. What, um, if folks are want to follow along or want to see kind of more information about what you guys are doing and, um, uh, how they can get their hands on the product, et cetera, where would they, where would they go to find you guys? So, our website is easealert.com, www.easealert.com. And we've got a lot of information on there. Our social media, um, we stay active on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. So you can follow us on any of those pages, um, just easealert. Uh, you can look us up there. And then if you have any questions you want to reach out to us personally, um, you can email savinglives at easealert.com. That's S-A-V-I-N-G-L-I-V-E-S at easealert.com. Um, or give us a call. Um, our, our number is 352-792-0509. Uh, uh, we're, we're more than happy to speak with anybody and everybody who's interested in this. Uh, it's it's a team project. It takes a village. Um, you know, to, to make something like this come together and, uh, all hands on deck, we're, we're open to any and all feedback and we really appreciate the support of the community and and people who are interested in this. Well, Hey man, I appreciate you guys taking the time and and sitting down and sharing with, uh, sharing with us what you're working on and, um, and hopefully folks will get out there and, and see the place where they can improve their lives and, and improve the lives of those around them. So appreciate what you guys are doing. Thanks a lot, Rain. We appreciate your time and, and everything you're doing, and so much for you know, you know, you know, giving us this opportunity. It's it's been a great pleasure, and we're excited to you know see how how things progress on on both fronts, your front and on Easelich's front. Yes, indeed. Hey, thanks for tuning in. That's all we have for today. Appreciate you taking the time to listen in. Special thanks to Blake and Elzar for uh, getting out there and thinking about first responders and how they can support. Uh, this community uh, who does so much work for our communities that we live and work in. If you're enjoying the podcast, get on over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review. Whatever platform you're listening on, subscribe. This podcast will drop in the middle of the night. Now, that being said, every day when you get up, 
Think about what you're going to do. Be deliberate in your actions. Think about your health. Think about your wellness. Take lessons from the conversations that we had today and go on out there and get some.